0: We're all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world, and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. It's about showing up every single day. It's about giving all of yourself. It's about evaluating your work. It's about innovating practice to change lives. Every single week, let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the truest and shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. So I'm recording this podcast episode today, absolutely exhausted. And the reason for that is because I'm submitting six ASHA proposals tonight, Yeah, they're due by midnight. So I'm doing my final edits right now. I'm so excited about the proposals. They are so good. We have four research proposals in which we're answering four very important clinical questions that are gonna affect your Monday morning practice. I'm so excited about this research all four of these research studies are game changers when it comes to your practice. I'm also submitting two clinical proposals in which I show you how to select treatment targets in one of the proposals to optimize for gains in speech sound disorders and in the other proposal I'm talking about how to evaluate language disorders using a multifaceted approach so that's what brings me to our topic today this is an important one you're not going to want to miss this we are going to look at the five speech sound errors in a speech sound disorder test that indicate that this child is at greater risk for language and literacy difficulties That's right, we can look at these errors at the preschool level and know that these children are at greater risk for difficulties at school age. This is very important information to know because if you know this information, you can target language and literacy early on and prevent these academic difficulties. So I'm excited for this episode because this is great monday morning research that you can use tomorrow to create a better today okay in therapy which is going to create a better life for the children we work with so the first two types of errors that i'm going to discuss out of the five relate to the foundation of speech development the first one is deletions is the child deleting sounds like deleting the ends of words or is the child deleting syllables like like deleting the weak syllables within words. If they are, that tells us the child has a weak foundation, a weak linguistic foundation of knowing there's a beginning, a middle, and an end of the word. And you can tell that having these weak foundational skills will definitely impact your ability to read. For instance, if you're reading the word dog, you're blending together three sounds, dh, A, G, you're blending together these three sounds and you need to know that there's a beginning of a word, a middle of a word, and an end of a word. When there's a deletion to one of those sounds, it tells us that the child is not even aware that there's a sound there. We would much rather see a substitution or a distorted sound. So some people, such as Schreiberg or Toby McCray and colleagues, when they talk about this, they talk about it as a full error. It's not a partial area in which it's a distortion, but there's absolutely nothing there. That tells us that there's a weaker foundation for language and literacy to develop from. So I consider deletions of sounds and syllables to be a deletion or weakness in the foundation of language. Another error that indicates that there's a weakness in the foundation of language is inconsistency. It's also referred to sometimes as segmental variability. Don't let that sound, that word kind of trip you up. Segmental variability simply means variability in how they produce sounds. So maybe one time they call it a fish, and the next time it's a dish, and the next time it's a bish, and the next time it's a pish. It's changing every time. And once again, that's a foundational piece, which tells us they don't have a strong foundation and consistency in how they produce sounds language. It's kind of like if you look at an NBA basketball player, if you look at speech like a highly skilled motor activity, when they make the free throws at the free throw line, they're 75% accurate. So there's a consistency that develops in this challenging motor task. If someone like myself who can't play basketball at all, goes to that free throw line, I'm probably gonna have a 2% accuracy rate. Sure, I get the basket sometimes, but I am not skilled at this highly complex motor activity that speech is. So when we look at these two types of speech sound errors, One being deletions of sounds or deletions of syllables or the other being inconsistency in which sometimes the sounds are produced accurately and sometimes they're not produced accurately and is changing every time. You can liken that to me playing basketball. Sure, I might get a hoop here and then, but I do not have the skill set to produce this highly complex motor activity, not like an NBA basketball player does where consistency has developed. So I look at these as weak foundational skills that will undoubtedly affect both language and literacy at the school age level if they're not targeted early on and if they're not strengthened. So, when we look at the next two types of errors, these are what I call atypical errors. And the reason they're atypical is they don't follow the natural progression of language that occurs around all the languages in the world. Around every language in the world, we produce sounds that are easier before we produce sounds that are harder. So I think of it as if you're holding a phone, you're going to hold the phone to your closest ear. That's easiest, right? If you're holding the phone around your head to the other ear, that's harder. When children are doing that and they're doing something that's harder instead of something that's easier, that's known as an atypical error. That's where they're producing a harder sound for an easier one. So an example of that, instead of saying a spider web, they might say a spider reb. R is much more difficult to produce than W. Why are they not producing the W when it's an easier sound to produce? So we have to look at that and think about that as there's something perhaps different in their neurology. Or there's something that is not working correctly for them to be producing harder sound for an easier one. That's why it's an atypical error. So when we see when we see children producing later developing sounds and substituting those for earlier developing sounds, for instance, instead of saying the word five, they're saying sive, which is the S sound, which develops later than the F. That tells us that perhaps there's something going on. There's something neurologically or motorically Different in that child's system for the child to reach that fun over the head and to use another ear that's, that's much harder to do. So, those are atypical errors. Another example of an atypical error are children having difficulty with vowels. Universally, around the world, in all of the languages, vowels develop first, vowels are easiest. So when children are having difficulty with vowels, it tells us that perhaps there's a neurological or rhetorical difference in, in, within them, and that places them at higher risk for language and literacy deficits. So the first type of error that we discussed was foundational errors, where there's a deletion of sounds, or a deletion of syllables. Or we discussed inconsistency, where sometimes they're producing the sound correctly and sometimes not. They haven't developed the skill. The third and fourth type of error that we discussed is one of atypical why are they breaking the universals of speech development in languages around the world in which we produce the easier sounds first and the harder sounds later? Why are they producing harder sounds before easier ones? That tells us there's probably a neurological or motorical difference for them to hold the ear, like I would say over the head and to the other ear instead of the ear closest to you. That's how I think of atypical ears. There's a reason you're doing this. Something is different that's causing you to do something harder than easier. So the next type of error, the very last type of error that we're going to discuss are at the preschool level, you're going to see polysyllabic word errors. So polysyllabic means that there's more than two syllables in the word. they are longer words that contain three or more syllables. So let's use the example computer. Computer has three syllables in it. We can liken that to almost like three different words, cue. So what you're going to have to do in your phonological working memory or in your, your sound system working memory is you're going to have to remember come, pew, and tur. Not only are you going to have to remember those three sounds, you're also going to have to, as RuPaul would say, work it. And in working it, you're gonna have to sequence them accurately. So this means it takes a phonological working memory. While it's not difficult to understand why having a poor phonological working memory would impact your language and your literacy skills. So when you're saying a long, complex sentence, you're going to need a nice phonological working memory to carry multiple clauses and to organize multiple clauses and sequence them in a manner that is comprehensible to others. You can also see with literacy, when you're spelling a word such as dog, as I mentioned earlier, you have to remember three distinct sounds in your working memory and work them and sequence them and blend them together. So you can see that if you have a difficulty with polysyllabic words. So instead of saying the word computer, you're saying pa-pa-pa or ka-ka-ka. That's a problem because that indicates to me you have a possibly have a poor phonological working memory. You're not remembering come, pew, ter, and you're not sequencing them together. So that is obviously going to affect both your language and your literacy development at school age. So those are the five types of errors. If we look at a speech sound disorder test, speech sound disorder tests are really quick and easy to give that are actually red flags that should shout out to us, you need to look at language. If you're seeing any of these five errors, this is a red flag that you're going to want to assess the child's language and their phonological awareness skills, which we'll talk about in another episode, I promise. So once again, to recap it, are you seeing deletions of sounds or syllables? That's telling us they have a weak linguistic foundation. This is something that we're going to want to pay attention to and definitely look at language and literacy if we're seeing this at the preschool level. Secondly, we want to look at inconsistency. Are they producing words and sounds sounds correctly? Sometimes, but not other times. That's like me paying, playing basketball. Sure, I can get a two-pointer, but only once. That means I haven't developed this highly skilled motor activity. Thirdly, are the errors atypical? Are they producing harder sounds for easier ones? Are they producing harder sounds and not producing easier ones? This tells us that there's something neurologically or motorically likely to be different for this child to be doing something harder when there's an easier substitution for it. They're reaching their head around with the phone to the opposite ear when they're doing this. So there's a reason for that. We need to look at language and literacy. Fourth, are they having difficulty with vowels? Vowels develop first across languages around the world. Why is this child having difficulty with vowels? That tells us that possibly there's neurological or rhetorical differences in this child and we've got to look at language and literacy. And lastly, what about the polysyllabic errors? Are they having difficulty with multisyllabic words? So a lot of children with language impairment are going to break down when it's multiple syllables. They're doing fine when it's one syllable, when it's a monosyllabic monosyllabic word. Okay, the word is web. We're fine. But what about when the words are spider web? Does it become ba-ba-ba? If that's the case, that tells us that they probably have a poor phonological working memory and that they can't remember all of the syllables and sequence them together. This places them at risk for language and literacy delays. So pay attention to these five errors if you see them on a speech sound disorder test with preschoolers. This tells us that this child is at risk for language and or literacy challenges later on. We want, to, we want to be proactive and we want to know about these early on so we can roll up our sleeves and change the world one child at a time.